Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the career, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions. Giannis, a career night, dropping 50 in the closeout game, sending the Suns home and capturing their first title in 50 years. We're going to Aaron Rodgers turning down a two-year extension with the Packers and a big debate about super teams in the NBA because Giannis just did it without one. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Boy, oh boy, what a closeout game we had last night. NBA Finals, Game 6, a historic night for Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. We'll get into that here in a second. Man, I just want everybody to remind everybody to check out the website at feeltheheatentertainment.com, feeltheheat.com, because... It's got a little bit more left here in the month of July. Remember, promo code JULY25. You get 25% off all merch uh, through the end of the month here in July. And uh, also check out the sports blog. We have a lot more sports blogging coming your way. We'll have an article, you know, rectifying like this outstanding performance in the NBA Finals here by Giannis. And you'll see that posted on the website too here soon. So now let's just hop right into it. Game six last night, the Bucks win 105 to 98 over the Phoenix Suns. A big victory was led by you guessed it, Giannis Antetokounmpo. 50 points, 14 rebounds, five blocks. He was doing it on both ends of the court. He was flying everywhere, giving it his all. It was just an incredible performance. Meanwhile, 16 of 25 from the field overall. But here is the best stat of the night. I knock him on free throw shooting. Everybody clowns him on free throw shooting. We all make fun of his jump shots. We say he can't shoot a three. He can't do any of that outside the paint, right? He stepped to the line and knocked down 17 of 19 from the foul line, which is basically an A, 90%. This is what this man just did. He silenced all of us critics, the doubters, the haters, and just had an all-world performance. And it may have been the most spectacular closeout performance I've ever seen. It may be that in one of the like history of the NBA, when you really think about it, uh, just flat-out impressive because Middleton... Was struggling. Holiday was struggling. Milton ended up having 17 points. Holiday was had 12 points, 11 assists. He struggled 4 of 19 from the field. I think it was 1 of 11 in the first half. And 6 of 27 overall as a team from a three-point range. Nobody else was really doing anything. But Giannis was just say, I got this. It's my time. I got to prove everybody wrong. This is the game of my life, and I'm going to have it. And he did it. Let's get into the Suns stats real quick. Chris Paul, I kind of feel bad for him. I was rooting for him. I picked him to win the series. I thought it was his time and just came up short. But he had 26 points and 5 assists on the night. 
Booker, 19 points. He struggled from the field, 8 of 22. Aiton, DeAndre Aiton, 12.6 rebounds, 4 of 12. And he looked lost out there. Giannis was owning him. Everybody was owning him. He couldn't do defend. He couldn't make any close-range shots. He was a young kid that just looked lost in the big moment of the game. And the Suns also 6 of 25. So both teams shot you know, pretty damn bad from the three-point line. But the story of the night, like I said, was Giannis. And I got to give him credit. NBA Finals MVP unanim- unanimous vote. And he deserves every bit of it. And he proved me wrong. He proved everybody wrong that doubted him and did it to do this. And that's something to say because let's rewind time here a little bit. Remember when they faced Brooklyn Nets? Kevin Durant hit that buzzer beating shot, but his toe was on the three-point line. And it ended up just being a tie. And that game seven, that was, could have been, none of this, we could have never witnessed this. We would have never witnessed this magical moment. We would have never witnessed, we were saying, hey, he failed again in the playoffs. The Bucks failed again. And this is another great thing about this Bucks team. They play the best basketball these last four games that they've done all year. They were always up and down. They always showed you they have the best team one night, and then the next team they kind of let their foot off the gas a little bit. And what they did here was just impressive. They put together this team being down 0-2 in the NBA Finals, didn't panic, and they go out there and have a fantastic performance. Now, let's talk a little bit about the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul and Devin Booker, they crumbled. That's going to be the crumble of show-up segments that we're having. I was praising them. They were always showing up. These last couple games... Booker, even though he had a back-to-back 40-pointers in Game 4 and Game 5, in this game only had you know, 19 points. Chris Paul struggled down the stretch too. And a lot of these, these last three games specifically, the Bucks outdid the Suns the final like two minutes of the game. Because they were neck and neck in all three games. Giannis with a big block on Aiton on the alley-oop pass. Cost him. Game five. That was game four. Game five. Devin Booker dribbling in the traffic with a chance to win the game. When Giannis missed three free throws in the final minute and a half. And then Middleton missed one. And the Suns came back. And they had a chance. But turnover. Game five. Chris Paul has some... Big turnovers in game five, too. Game six again. Closing minutes. Neck and neck. Bucket to bucket. Possession to possession. Again, Chris Paul fumbles. Turnover. Devin Booker gets trapped again. Dribbling into traffic and trying to pull up. Couldn't do it. They froze up in the key moments in this series. and the key moments in these games. Why the others didn't. Why Milwaukee didn't. Drew Holiday, like I said, he struggled in game six. Four of 19. But what did he do? He hit two clutch three-pointers there. 
again, struggling, but not afraid, coming up big when the moments count, and playing lights-out defense on Chris Paul and on Devin Booker and not letting them get to their sweet spots, making them shoot tough shots. Drew Holiday showed up. So Giannis had to have a career night for them to get passes, but when you look at the little things that this team came to do, it's very impressive. So just congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Well-deserved championship. And they did it the right way. They kept everybody together. They added Drew Holiday in the offseason to help out and did it without a super team. All these guys stuck it out. They stuck it out with their head coach. They stuck it out with their roster. And we're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. <laughs> um, so now... Switching over from NBA Finals to the next topic, Aaron Rodgers is making headlines again because Adam Schefter reported that he turned down a two-year extension here in the offseason. So, we're still in limbo with this Aaron Rodgers situation in Green Bay. And we're not that far away from the start of the preseason here. Starts in a month. A little bit less than a month. We're NFL season's right now. And they're still in limbo. Now, this would have kept Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay tied up for five years with this extension. It would have made him the highest paid player in the NFL. And that just goes to show you, now, show you now, money doesn't matter in this situation. He's probably looking at more of a Tom Brady type deal. Remember in New England where they shrunk his contract off the last few years and just let him play out one last year and let him walk? If Aaron Rodgers wants that, because he's technically has three years left on his deal, put it down. The, I'll come back and report the camp for you for one more year, but after that, you got to let me walk. I don't know if that's the direction he wants and that he's asking, but it looks like that's likely. And put it this way, this rocky relationship if you want Jordan Love so damn bad, you love him, right? <laughs> you draft him in the first round. Here's your quarterback. Basically, Aaron Rodgers saying he's enjoying his life right now. He's having the best off season he's ever had since joining the league. He's out hosting Jeopardy. He's playing golf with Phil Mickelson. He's teamed up with DeChambeau. Tom Brady was out there with him playing golf. Like He is enjoying this off season, not giving a damn. He was on vacation in some fix. Remember, I recently I talked about it. Him out just enjoying life. And why not? Why not? This Packers organization still wanting him back. Devontae Adams could walk next year too. Don't franchise him because he's in the last year of his deal. And if Aaron Rodgers leaves, this team is going to want to leave. Unless Jordan Love comes in like Aaron Rodgers did with Brett when he took over for Brett Favre and just lights it up, right? Is Jordan Love the next Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so. He didn't play so much in uh, college and very, you know, he dropped in the draft for a reason, I think. And Packers traded up to get him for a replacement. It's kind of like saying you're in a relationship, right? You're... You're, or you're married, but it's like, yeah, 
we're still living together, but like, I really don't want to be in a relationship with you, but I kind of do since we're married. And then I want to entertain other options though. In the meantime, like, is that like, come on now. This is this. Can we grow up a little bit here with this situation? Been talking about for like six months. Like this, get it resolved. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers comes out and says this shows up the camp with his helmet on. You know, this is the last year in Green Bay. If it's not, trade me right the hell now. Trade me now so we can get this madness over with. Or just come out and say, I am not going to suit up for the Green Bay Packers ever again. Like put out a statement and say it. But it's good talk, right? Keeps him in the spotlight. Keeps the organization in the spotlight. Y'all know he loves his teammates, loves playing for him. It's the guys up top. The GM, owner, and the decision-making they've made since he's been the quarterback, especially the last few years, and addressing the appropriate needs in draft and free agency. So hopefully we are not talking about this for another couple weeks, and more information gets out, and it's all becomes official where he's sitting out or going to be shooting up for the Green Bay Packers this year. So now I want to switch back over to the NBA to talk about Chris Paul's legacy now that he's lost and if his window is closing to getting that first ever championship. So that's the question. Like, And I think the window has closed. And unless he joins like a super team next year, you know, it joins a couple big-time All-Stars. Like, if he joins LeBron and, and AD in L.A., that could be a possibility if he joins the, them winning the championship. But, like, is he just – he chokes. I hate to say he's one of my favorite players, one of my favorite point guards. He's the prototypical point guard. He's the guy you want leading, you know, you know, being their top guy. <laughs> But for some reason, when it comes up to these moments, he just doesn't get the job done. He's been an NBA All-Star, All-NBA. He's been an All-NBA team 10 times. He's going to join now Stockton, Malone, Barkley in that category as guys that not win a championship with that many All-NBAs. He's now lost another seven-game series being up 2-0. I think this is his fourth time. That's the most in NBA history. Like, it's he's always gotten to the moment. This seems like this can't squeeze it out of him enough. Like, I don't know how to explain it because he plays the game so well, and he know he you know he has it. And he's a great player. He's gonna be in the Hall of Fame, but he's gonna join those likes of like the Barkley and Malone as people that this got there. But this couldn't close the deal. And does this tarnish his legacy? I think this one specifically, it kind of does. I hate to say it, but I think it really does. Because it's another, you're up 2-0. You're thinking it's his time. Like, I was a big-time believer. Like, this is Chris Paul's time. Giannis is going to have another chance. He's only 26 years old. Chris Paul is up there, man. 
36, 37. Like, he's at the end of his career. He may not get another chance. He only maybe have another two years of productivity left in him. Giannis, like I said, he could play for another decade. So that's why I think the Suns, with everything that happened, Kawhi going down for the Clippers, made the Suns. Jamal Murray went down for the Nuggets. You know, made the Suns get in. Like, you know, it just seemed like it was destined for them to win. KD went down in the East, that juggernaut with Brooklyn and Kyrie. They went down. They were hurt. And this seemed like the path was getting easier. This is this Chris Paul's time. He's going to get that NBA Finals MVP and just put the stamp on his career. And, you know, call it a day. Like, you look at it like, wow, this what this guy accomplished. And his career in the NBA would just be so amazing. And getting this young team that had never been, even they've never been in a playoff game. Like, Devin Booker never experienced playoffs before this year. DeAndre Ayton never did. There was nobody with any kind of experience on this roster other than Jay Crowder, who went to the finals with the Miami Heat last year. So you look at it like that is such an impressive accomplishment. And then put the stamp on it. And then it didn't happen. He lost four straight games. Suns and four, Suns and four. Remember, well, crazy. And Bucks and six. It's rubbed it in their face. There was another guy on the other team that said, it's not happening on my watch. I don't care. Giannis was like, it's not happening. Chris Paul, man, this is this hits it a little bit harder, man. It's a little bad. Like, this hits his legacy a little harder because he was there with the Clippers. That Clippers team was stacked with Lob City. And didn't get it done. You know, this year, it just seemed like everything was falling in place. Like the NBA guys, the basketball guys were there for Chris Paul. And it just seems like they just left. And we're like, no, this young star, Giannis, he, it's his time. And it's not just going to be his first time. He's going to get multiple championships. Basketball guys have spoken. And Chris Paul, love the guy, all-world player, great teammate, says all the right things, and just, you know, crafts his game so well, and just, ah, not quite, not quite, at least not yet. I hope he gets another shot. This Phoenix, with this Phoenix Suns team, it's not going to happen. Unless they add another huge piece. Because the young guys really folded. Booker folded. Aiton folded at the end. Yeah, Cam Johnson didn't play that well. You had a lot of young guys on this team that just didn't pan out. And the, the moment was just seemed too big. But that's not to say that none of these guys are going to come back. It's their first experience. Sometimes you got to go through some growing pains. I hope a lot of these guys get back. And I hope Chris Paul really does get another shot at it. But the, my opinion, that window has closed. 
So let's get into this heated debate now about super teams in the NBA. That, to me, is the only way Chris Paul can get his championship now. But here we are, Giannis didn't win in a championship with a super team. He was drafted by Milwaukee Bucks, small market team, and stayed with them, signed the extension last offseason, so there wasn't speculation that he may go somewhere else, try to join a super team. When this man was drafted, one of the first things he says, I'm not leaving Milwaukee until a championship is brought here. I'm never going to leave. And he just did it. <laughs> like, they had great pieces. Milton, second round pick. Nobody really liked him, right? Drew Holiday was just outside of a lottery pick. He was kind of cast off from in, with New Orleans, and then he just walked and said, oh, okay, we'll take him. It's a great piece, great defender. Hadn't made the All-Star in a long time, beginning of his career. I think, gosh, I think he, I don't think he's made an all-star team maybe like six, seven years. So, but it just worked with the way this team played. And when it all came together, they were just that good. Because Giannis is the greatest player in the world. He became the greatest player in the world that night. Making jump shots, switching the three-pointers, hitting 90% from the foul line. He became that guy. We finally saw it, everything, come together in one night in the biggest stage. And he did without a super team. Unlike Kevin Durant joining the Warriors' 73-win team and getting two championships out of it. Winning NBA Finals MVP, great to have on your resume, but when you join a team that beat you in the West and then join them, Saying, hey, I can't beat you guys, so I'm going to join you. That is kind of lame. Right? LeBron had to learn to win a championship. So he goes to Miami and pairs with D. Wade and Chris Bosh. Super team. Then they add Ray Allen. Hall of Famer. You know, like, it's crazy. And they still lost twice with all those Hall of Famers on that team. They still lost the finals twice. One, two, but they lost two. LeBron goes to LA. What happens? Brings in AD. <laughs> Gets, you know, one of the top five players in the league to join them. Championship. The super team does not start with the Celtics. I don't want to really say it. It kind of did, I guess, when you think about it on paper, but it didn't really. When he got Kevin Durant or Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen in the trades to pair with Paul Pierce, and they won their championship. I don't really want to say super team started there because super teams really started when LeBron went to Miami and Chris Bosh went to Miami. This last year, let's look at James Harden didn't want to play. He showed up out of shape. You know, for Houston, I don't want to play with him anymore. Forces his way to trade to get to Brooklyn. The pair of Kyrie, KD, and James Harden, we all know if they're all healthy, there is no stopping them. Kevin Durant almost beat the Milwaukee Bucks without James Harden and Kyrie. The Bucks, we would have never witnessed this if one of those guys would have just been healthy. Kevin Durant dropping 48, like this guy was nuts. And if it wasn't for his toe on the line, 
Milwaukee would have never been in the championship game. Kevin Durant was balling. That was the team that's supposed to be in the finals, that Brooklyn Net team. But Kyrie had to sit out. James Harden had to sit out. Then come back for game six. and you know At the end of the series, James Harden comes back. And then he just kind of walks around, lollygags around, doesn't play really well. And KD's out there by himself. So that super team feel, kind of gave up on KD, I felt like. But super teams in the NBA, we're still going to see them. But this was old school basketball. I'm kind of glad all that, you know, I'm kind of glad everything kind of went and f- happened like it did. Super team didn't win. Right? I'm kind of glad Brooklyn Nets didn't win. I'm kind of glad the Lakers got knocked out. I'm kind of glad that everything folded up. We actually had a Suns, another, another market where you can't really get free agents to come. And saw the way they did because a lot of those guys in that team were drafted by the organization. They stuck it out. Booker has been drafted by him. Aiton was drafted by him. They added pieces since James Jones became their vice president of operations there. And GM is, and the guy's done a great job in trying to get a roster with all those young kids. And we see it in Milwaukee drafted. They stuck it out. We saw it in Golden State before they added KD. Everybody was drafted by him. They drafted Stephen Curry. The Warriors drafted Klay Thompson. They drafted Harrison Barnes. That was the, He was part of that first one. They drafted Draymond Green. They drafted all the guys. And they had a, you know, a solid free agent like Andre Iguodala, and they won. It's great for the NBA. It's great for the sport to see that happen. Where you don't... I mean, guys are getting drafted nowadays, and they're like, oh, man... I can't wait till my contract's up so I can go uh, play with him. You know, and we'll be free agents. I can just play who, what team I want to play for. It's great for the NBA. It's great for the sport to see this happen and a championship delivered this way in a small market by guys that stuck it out with their team. Dame Lillard's tried to do it in Portland. It hasn't worked out too well. He's been close on a couple of occasions, but it hasn't. But that's his mindset too. He wants to do that. He doesn't want to join forces with other, you know, world all-stars to, you know, create a super team and win championships that way. Because that's too easy. Giannis and Milwaukee Bucks did it the hard way. And it's deserving, much respect. And that's my view on super teams are bogus. Grinding it out, dedication, hard work, sticking it out, doing it for the team, doing it for the organization, doing it for the fans who believe in you. That's the way to go. That's that. All right, now that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Taryn Christian. Remember to follow us on the social media at ENT on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And also check us out on the website, feelyheatentertainment.com. That's feelyheatent.com. You can stream the podcast there as well as check out the sport blogs and merch store where you still get 25% off your order through the end of, of the month of July. Promo code is July25. Um, thank you again, you guys. We got a heck. We'll see y'all next week. Football season is close. Can't wait. Peace out.